What is up? This is Logan Murdoch of the Real Ones podcast on the Ringer NBA show with my guy, Raja Bell. We get into a lot of things tonight. It was a really fun show after game three of the 2020 NBA Finals where Jimmy Butler was a real one. We get into Jimmy Butler's performance. We get into LeBron James. And we also get into Raja Bell's Tupac-like beef with Scott Foster. Really, really fun show. Check it out right now. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. What is popping? Welcome to a Game 3 post-game live edition of The Real Ones on the Ringer NBA show. It's just a two-man group. It's just the real, real ones here. Logan Murdoch and Roger Bell. What's popping, bro? Chilling, bro. Barefoot. Um, pissed right now. Um, I don't know. What, I, I don't even we know. Get to why, like, we already had the pre-show. Let's get to why you're pissed. We're talking about this on the right after the Heat take game three to NBA Finals. What are you mad about, Raja? What are you, what's so mad? Why are you mad? All right, I'm going to tell you why I'm mad, son. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. All right, I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. Uh, first of all, let me say, brilliant performance by one Jimmy Butler. Brilliant performance by Kelly Olenek. Uh, Olenek, Olenek, you have to say it Canadianly. It don't matter. Brilliant performance nonetheless. Brilliant performance by the Heat defensively with the strategy. But why I'm pissed is because I didn't expect to see a brilliant performance from one Scott Foster, dog. Talk about it. Talk about it. Listen, man, he came out and it was on from the jump. And I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it was done to predict the outcome of the game. I'm not saying that, but I don't like my basketball games like the best ones of the season affected by you taking one of the best players and neutering him early in the game with all them damn fouls. It was bullshit. Oh, 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 you are oh, you in your bag right now. Okay. We're it was bullshit. About, I listen, I'm not I, right. they, I ain't taking nothing away from the heat. I'm sorry, Logan. I, okay. The heat the heat played like some G's like they deserve to win that game. I don't like seeing NBA finals game dictated by three quick early fouls on possibly the MVP of the, of, of the series. Like, I think that's some bullshit. I don't like it. Anthony Davis, for, for context, we, Anthony Davis got three quick fouls in the first half, all called by Scott Foster. We were in the group chat all day, all game long, and Raja was steaming. He was pissed. We got to the pre-show. He was pissed. 
You have a little history with Scott Foster, man. And, and what's what's going on there? What's going on? <laughs> I have history with a lot of them. Um, but Scott is one. Scott is one of those dudes that just thinks he's bigger than the show. Like, or maybe maybe it's that he's not scared to do what he's supposed to do. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, you ain't supposed to have your product, the NBA Finals, the biggest stage um, with two two of the baddest men on the planet and now three of them because Jimmy Butler is squarely in that conversation right now, dog. Like, they better figure out a way to double Jimmy Butler because the Lakers ain't got nobody who could guard his ass. Wait, wait, wait. I, I do but, before we get... Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Scott Foster, don't be fucking up my finals games with that dumb shit, man. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, before we... I do want to make sure we talk about Jimmy Butler right now before we get to jimmy though are you saying that the refs make it about themselves too much in this league that they maybe meddle around when they're not supposed to and they kind of get a little ego in this league right now do you, are you is that is that an example of that night that man was running around with three inch lifts on tonight bro it is about him i look i mean like yes no refs have huge egos dog and i don't mean to make this a, like i do mean to make it so let me stop yes, i'm do. not apologizing yeah. i'm making it squarely about scott foster like this but yes some of them do the good ones can have their ego because you are at the top of your profession just like everyone else but still realize that the show is the players and the coaches and the game itself don't insert yourself in there with calls that you don't ordinarily make and that's where you lose credibility for me like mm-hmm. if you ain't gonna make that call on AD nine out of 10 times and you haven't in the bubble, don't make it tonight. And I thought like it just robbed, it, it robbed me personally. Like I know Heat fans would disagree. It robbed me personally of, 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 of my viewing pleasure tonight. It just had me salty from the jump. Well, if you could have, if you could create a ref, right? NBA 2K or something like that. If you can create a ref, what would a ref be in your eyes, a perfect ref? And what have you seen that is not making these refs perfect during your career and throughout the playoffs? For me, there's one word when it comes to refs, consistency. Like, be consistent. What what a foul is today should be a foul tomorrow, and it should be a foul, you know, three months from now when we're in the NBA Finals. Um for me, for Logan, um, for for MJ, for LeBron, like consistency is huge. Um, hu- humility is another word that I would I would throw in the bag there. Like, you know, you 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 have to not put yourself before the real product, and the real product is the game. And there, ninety percent of them are great at doing it. I I have friends that are that are great refs. One of my college teammates, uh, Dedrick Taylor's a ref. Um, you know, one of my sister's really good friends, Eric Lewis, is a really good ref. Johnny Goble is a really good ref from Miami. I played basketball against him when he was younger in high school. Like, they're really good refs that don't interfere with the product. They're not inserting themselves on the stage, making the the call that you and I can sit back here after the game and be like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Devil's advocate a little bit here. And I know, you, I know you're not a fan of devil's advocate here, but mm-hmm. I'm going to bring this to you. Okay. Why would a ref like Scott Foster want to influence a game like this when the Lakers are one of the marquee teams in the league? Why would he want to do that? It's a he clean. Sweep. I don't, are, are you? I, is there no I'm conspiracy, not, or is this just for one man? Like, what is nah, this for right this now? This is. I'm not saying they were trying to dictate the outcome of a game. Like, I'm not there. I'm saying that when you make those calls on that player, and you don't normally make them, those are not calls that AD. Okay, let's flip the script, okay? You've got the three fouls called by Scott Foster on AD. 
Did you see what the Miami Heat were doing to Anthony Davis on a lot of those like 50-50 balls down there where they were doubling him and they were raking at his arms and, and all of that shit? Those have been fouls through the first two games of the series. Why not tonight? So it leads me to believe that you have a different whistle tonight for one reason or another. And when you get the three quick early ones on AD, so the first two I'll give you, he comes back in, he jabs, Kelly Olenek barely slides in front of him and you called a 50-50 charge on that. Like you're, you're just, you've taken away like the, the, the game for me. Like that game, I should be able to watch LeBron and AD try to beat Jimmy Butler and whoever he's got. I shouldn't see Jim, I shouldn't see AD essentially neutered for the rest of the game. Like he's got four fouls early in the third quarter. You, you can't, can't do, do anything after that. You can't do anything. You're cut off. It's a wrap. What is that from a player's perspective when a guy like that gets off the floor that fast? Does it mess up your rhythm? Because you've talked about this in the past, right? When uh, it was in a different conversation about how when players are just not on it and then that makes it, you have to be on your stuff and overcompensate for things. And when a player is in foul trouble, what does that do for the other guys? Yeah, I, th- I think um, for 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 the for more like more stepped up, he was huge. Knocked down a bunch of big shots. Like you come in and you pick up some some extra shots. Um, I thought Kyle Kuzma played pretty well. Um, Danny Green was MIA and 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 KCP didn't have a great game. But I thought guys stepped up. But where it really affects their team, Logan, is it makes LeBron have to do way more than he is accustomed to doing for that team. And that sounds crazy because he's triple doubling. But as you saw tonight, like triple double is not enough. Like if if you don't have somebody else going for 35, 36 of those things, 37 of them, you know, like the triple double in and of itself didn't get you over the hump. Now I have a question for you. There's a follow-up because this was later in the show, but you brought it up right now. He had a near triple double. He had 25, 10, and 8. Mm-hmm. Also had a lot of turnovers tonight. Are near triple double all near triple doubles and triple doubles created equal? Because we were talking in the group chat, we were talking in the pre-show. We've we we read a bit a nice column from our teammate um Jackie McMullen talking about how Rajon Rondo has helped. LeBron, uh, tried to help LeBron just be in it. And there was a lot of times tonight where you could see him being very lackluster and not being um, on it. So I'll go back to that question. Was his near triple-double as effective no. tonight? No. That was, a, that was, that was LeBron at, at like, I am 6'8", 6'9", 245, and like, super gifted physically and super gifted cerebrally. And if I, you know, I can do this kind of in chill mode, LeBron, like he wasn't, okay, let's paint this picture, right? Like I, I've, I've very rarely seen this. I was trying to rack my brain on when I've seen a team that the heat made a subtle adjustment in their pick and roll with LeBron. They did not switch that tonight. They did not put Duncan Robinson's little behind over there on LeBron. Right. But what Duncan would do is come up and he effectively would switch on LeBron. And then in mid-play, they would take Duncan Robinson and drop him back into the paint and have Jimmy Butler come back to LeBron while LeBron is on a live dribble. And LeBron very rarely made them pay for that. He was allowing a switch and a switch back with the live dribble. You are not being assertive and aggressive. Like he, That happened at least 10 times tonight that I could count. And that is evidence of LeBron just not being aggressive. Not to mention that a lot of those times when he was shaking his head, looking like despondent on a defensive end, if it was somebody else's fault, that shit was his fault. Like 
when 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 he got back cut out of the corner by by the um Crowder, like LeBron's standing there ball watching. He can't see man and ball. He's staring at the pick and roll, and Jay Crowder slips behind him for a big bucket. Some of those switches up there and the pistol action, like that's that's LeBron. And and I, I think it's twofold, right? Because wanted like if he can get 28 or 25, 10, and 8, and still like we're like, what are you doing, LeBron? That shows how great LeBron is. Absolutely. Right? Just do that Absolutely. right away. But I think that's just been a recurring thing of LeBron. Sometimes it's just he's so great. He is like a top three player of all time. But there's also been times where he's just in big games where he's just out of it. You know what I mean? We saw that in these playoffs where he's just, you know, he's at the wing. He's not engaged. What does that do to a team when your star player is just not engaged? He's going to get 25 and nearly 30, but he's just not all the way there. Yeah, I mean, that that's a difficult cue to take if you are a complimentary player on on a team uh, with LeBron. I, I I don't know. So it's it's more about like that body language that, that that we talked about and I just referenced like when things don't go right or someone makes a mistake um and we're all a product of like the way we were coached when we were younger and the way we were brought up so everyone kind of has a different way of of leading and 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 demonstrating either their their uh um uh, displeasure with what you're doing or 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 their pleasure with what you're doing LeBron is a is a hanger of the head at times like and a bad body language type of dude and that can you know that can affect guys negatively. Now, I didn't see it a whole lot tonight. I'm not saying that was the problem tonight, but when that does happen, it can it can crush spirits, especially especially younger players, like players that are just trying to get firm footing in the league. Um, you know, I was one of them, and I, I responded much better to positivity um, by by my elder statesmen and my vets as teammates, like guys that would that were fully established in the league that could afford to be like, "Yo, dog, that's my bad," even though I knew it was my bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, do you it, do it, you get that from do all like? I, I just know from watching on television and watching in the arena, very few, if not any, like superstars, say my bad like that. You know what I mean? Especially on the defensive end, from like just the eye test, I just don't see it. I mean, you were fortunate to be around Nash, but even when you see like old clips of Kobe, you see old clips of LeBron, or you see old clips of any like superstar, Michael Jordan back in the day, if even if they miss an assignment. They're looking at the other person like, what are you doing? What is that like when you're on the receiving end of a like, hey, bro, what are you doing? Even though it's the person saying, what are you doing's fault? You have to have really thick skin, bro, and realize that like if you say something wrong to one of them or do what you really want to do, which is curse them the F out, you might not have a job. So you just kind of grin and bear it and you keep it moving. But I would say this for every for every like LeBron or MJ or, or Kobe, there's a Tim Duncan who doesn't do that. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just who you are as, as kind of, again, we're products of, of the way we came up in the game. Like I, I probably had bad, bad body language at times too. The Could difference you have was, dealt with that though? Could you, cause I mean, you were with Nash and you were with re- superstars that don't do that. Well, say my bad. Do you think you could have dealt with a player that's just like, Raja? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've had players like that. And my, my shit was like, it's like any relationship, Logan. Like, I'm going to tell you in no uncertain terms that I'm not the fucking one. And so, <laughs> like, we're going to get that shit out the way real early in the relationship. So you will know that if it's your bad, you ain't got to say it was your bad. But don't fucking say it was my bad. Mm. And then that's it. You just keep it moving. What's the what's it like for, for, for a role player to be a role player on a team with a generational superstar? 
fun. I mean, it could be it could be really fun um, because when you have a generational superstar, it makes your job like exponentially easier. I mean, I'm getting I'm going to get shots like you saw LeBron serving up for all that I said about LeBron and some of the mistakes he made defensively and and maybe he wasn't you know, as assertive offensively scoring. I mean, he still ser- was serving up like dimes. People were getting mm, wide open yep. looks because you have two people focused on LeBron at all times. Um, that That is the gift of playing with the generational talent. Um, so it's a security blanket. Usually you can give them the ball when when, when you can't make something happen. And usually they're, they'll bail you out with the tough shot or something like that. Um, it, it can also be really demanding like you know there are expectations that you have to meet both both as a team and individually when you're on the team with them that can be a lot of pressure for people I, I always enjoyed that challenge like I felt like that that was like my inner competitor but I mean that it could be it could be really draining when you're on a team with a guy and and you're not up for that challenge night in and night out because it's always there they always expect to win and your teams usually are expected to win this episode of The Real Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NBA Finals are here, and FanDuel Sportsbook is ready to support your betting needs during the whole series. FanDuel Sportsbook has over 400 betting markets, not counting the tens of thousands same-game parlay combinations. With markets as granular as first-quarter player points and player-to-make or player-to-miss field goals, FanDuel Sportsbook also has topical pregame super boosts and in-game boosts so you can continue the best odds and promotions throughout. Don't forget their same-game parlays. FanDuel Sportsbook is the only place with same-game parlays for the finals, where you can combine multiple bets from one matchup or team into a single parlay. There are lots of reasons to try FanDuel Sportsbook, but here's one more. Right now, new users can place their first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook risk-free and get up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. That's a win, man. If you can get a rack back in site credit, I'll take that. Seriously, no strings attached. Just bet any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you get your entire bet up to a rack. That's $1,000 back in site credit. If sports betting is legal in your state, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to place your NBA Finals bets. If not, go to the final single game contest with FanDuel Fantasy. If you're new, be sure to sign up with promo code RINGERNBA so that you know that I, Logan Murdoch, sent you. That's promo code RINGERNBA. You have to be 21 years or older and present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, or Iowa. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. You got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Colorado, call 1-800-522-4700. Or in Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. 
Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. Let's get into the real one of the night, early candidate for real one of the week, Jimmy Butler. Mm. Like I said, 40 40, 40 points, 13 assists, 11 rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. And the game that when the season is on the line, what did you think of that dude's performance? And, and the thing is, like, he doesn't, he's not a guy that does anything super well, right? He doesn't, he's not a great shooter. He's not a great mid. I mean, he's, he's, I don't know what he is. He's just, a, he just got all heart. What did you see from him? J- Jimmy, Jimmy Butler is a throwback player in terms of where he does his work and how he does his work most of it's most of it's around the rim in the in the mid-range game um he'll shoot some threes but he's a reluctant three-point shooter plays at his own pace uh quick to put somebody on his back like when he gets anything smaller than Kyle Kuzma on him he is putting you right on his hip and going into his his back to the basket type of fadeaway game or uh, you know that that's throwback that's 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 the era when I came into the NBA and right before He's like me. a 90s basketball player. No doubt. No like doubt. He but would thrive in 1995. What? Like, now the problem is in 1995, you had two 270-pound seven-footers like anchoring all of that shit down. There was near, not nearly the same amount of space as Jimmy Butler operates in around the rim right now. But that's he his is, style. Though, but he's going against the Lakers right now, right, with all their size right now. So I just want just to put that out there. But so that was interesting too, right? The Lakers couldn't get their side. They had to sit that size tonight. Like AD was stripped of his ability to play. Dwight Howard was was useless. Um, and so Jimmy had a lot of space around the cup to go to work. And you know what I really love about him, man? I love that. I love that he just takes challenges. Like he is, he doesn't realize to some degree that he's not LeBron. Like Jimmy doesn't, Jimmy doesn't know that. And Jimmy is up for all challenges, which is really pretty cool. Like that's near and dear to my heart. I think the biggest thing that I've seen about Jimmy, and especially in the story that I wrote, you guys need to tap in with that on the ringer.com. This in seeing uh Jimmy's story, he is a guy that during his career, he has spoken out. He is one of those guys that just tells it like it is. You're someone that does that as well. how challenging is that? for a guy to tell it like like it is and then be crucified for it or be labeled a bad a bad teammate or bad player like, yeah. how how is that when you're just speaking what's on your mind you have to it 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 can be challenging but you have to just you got to be true to yourself man and jimmy is i always said with me personally like if i could sleep at night like cuz i know i said what was on my heart and i was being honest about it and that's all that mattered. And and I think Jimmy kind of takes the similar approach where he's just calling a spade a spade. And unfortunately, in this league, there are a lot of politics. So on some of the teams that he was on before, um, I, you know, like let's use the the Timberwolves situation. You know, he probably wasn't the favorite of ownership and so on and so forth. So that speaking out, um, even if it were based in in real facts and truths, 
no one wanted to hear that shit. And he was labeled as the bad guy, right? So, you know, it takes going to a place where people really think you are the dude and they they appreciate what you're saying and people do want to be held accountable. And instead of just talking that shit, they walk it and talk it for, for it to be appreciated. And he found a home in Miami. Why is Miami such a, a place for like rugged dudes that just don't tell it like it is? Why is that the case? Uh, because they, that's what they practice. It's what they preach it's who they go out and and get um from pat riley starting that uh, they, like a heat culture um to like the udonist as, as a 50 year old graybeard sitting over there on the sideline who's who's built like that and honestly like you can even look at it in their approach to you know the the tanking situation or when you think their teams are really lean and they should go out and just you know try to get the best draft pick they don't practice that They're, they are trying to be competitive no matter what they do and that you can see that, I mean, you can see them scrap and fight and and claw. And, you know, I, although they were undermanned and I text early in the game, I still thought the Lakers were going to win it. Um, I hadn't factored in that the, that, that the Lakers just looked like they, you know, they didn't have as much energy tonight as they needed to have to overcome that, that, that Miami Heat team. That's always game, Logan. How much is, how much is, uh, energy, how much energy do you need for a game three? And like, especially the odd number of games where the game one, where you started out the game three, which is always a swing game, game five, game seven, like how much time, what kind of energy that you need to be different than what's normally the case? Yeah. Game threes are usually trying to think of the finals. Did they go two, two, they go two, two, one, one, one now, right? They went back to that. We went back to that. So it's, I, I got news for you, Jimmy. I mean, not Jimmy, uh, Raja. It's, it's bubble, 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 bubble. Nah, nah, nah. But I'm trying to draw on like, <laughs> if we weren't in the bubble, I am really though. Um, no, it's, it's usually you can like game three is a swing in, 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 in energy because you're, you're, or you're going to be in somebody else's building or you'll be back at your building. And so with that comes an, a very natural swing in energy. I think you saw the bubble kind of catch the heat tonight because if the heat were going on the road to Miami, while Miami was going to have all the juice, the home crowd, and they were going to feel like they could win game three, the Lakers know unequivocally that you have to walk into that building laser sharp and focused because you're you're up against it. The you Lakers would have gotten blown out with the energy they had tonight if it was in Miami. Facts. Facts, if it was in Miami. But I, I would contest they wouldn't have looked as flat as they looked had they known they were going to Miami. The Lakers took that shit for granted. They thought it was cake. They came out, they thought the series was over, kind of like you know you and I are up here talking about. So let's get back to to Jimmy. Mm -hmm. You're a defender. You pre you know, you, you're a defender. You know, that's something that you always pride yourself yeah. on. How are you defending Jimmy Butler? Because it seems weird, right? Because he doesn't have any, like, crazy strengths as a player right what are you defending when you defend him is you're defending heart yeah you're defending you're defending heart you're defending foul line and you're defending um mid post like and pick and, and pick and roll so i'm going under pick and rolls um that's that's a rule i'm gonna any three that you'd like to take off the bounce i'm i'm penciling those in for you you can have as many as you want um once i catch you on the other side of pick and roll or if we're in an iso I'm playing cat and mouse with you. I'm never really pulling up into your hip pocket because I'm trying to influence you to pull as many jumpers as, as I can get you to pull with the contested hand up, right? Um, having said that, I'm going for no pump fakes out on the perimeter because, again, I'm going to contest that shot and I'm, not, I'm trying to keep you off the foul line. Once Jimmy puts you on his hip and he gets into his, you know, semi-back downs, 
offensively, guys in this league are, are so good that you're not going to block shots. So I'm living with the turnaround jump shot. If I can affect it and make it go over its left shoulder, I'd like for him to go over his left shoulder, Logan. He's going to get to his right. What I don't want to do when he gets over to his right and shows me the ball is jump so he can get into my body. And when he fades away, I'm going to put that hand up and I'm going to live with the result. What I can't give you is the 15 or 16 or 17 free throws that you get when you get cooking at the rim. You know what I mean? Like all of that diving into me and, and shit like that. Like I, I have to try to eliminate those as best I can. Easier said than done though. So with, with Jimmy, how do you, is this the Jimmy that you wanted this whole series? Because this is something that we've always said, like, yo, Jimmy just got to step up offensively. Jimmy has to do this. Jimmy has to do that. Is this the Jimmy you wanted? And is this sustainable? Uh, that, that's a good question. Cause I don't know is if it's it? sustainable. That's a good question. Um, my heart says no on sustainability. I mean, that was a Logan. That that was a game for the ages, bro. Like that was. I mean, you were putting that was a, a legacy clinic. game, right? There. That was a legacy game. But it, the, the the effort, like the style he played, has to be there every game. Where it's where I am. I'm I'm taking control of this. You know what I'm saying? Like this isn't going to run through Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo is in his what third year? Is he third year player? Yeah. Nah, we're not. No, we're not going through Bam Adebayo. I'm sorry, not happening. Um. I mean, they were going. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, they were going at Bam Adebayo throughout most of this postseason. Bam Adebayo is the reason why they're here, Raja. I'm not going through Bam Adebayo. It's what I'm telling you. If I'm Jimmy Butler, like we can share this, but I'm going to be aggressive. I'm not going to be relegated to watching. It's literally, Bam what he's been doing this postseason, Raja. You talking about in the finals? He, that's literally what Jimmy's been doing this whole postseason. Instead, instead of stretches, he's been giving the ball to Bam Adebayo. Nah, I don't. And, but but yeah, okay for stretches, but like. Jimmy Butler was going to work against Boston at times in that series. Like Jimmy Butler was working against uh um who was their second round Marcus Smart or what, what was it Marcus Smart? No, I'm trying to no no no. Um, sorry, the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, like yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Butler has stretches where he goes and I from series to series it can vary. Like you can you can ride Goran Dragic and ride Bam Adebayo, but like the the guy who can listen. You think you think Bam Adebayo was beating the Heat by himself tonight? I mean, beating the Lakers by himself tonight? If it was Bam minus Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic, don't answer it. It was rhetorical. He was not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was not. So, so Jimmy, Jimmy is the first player with a forty-point Finals game without attempting a three since Shaquille O'Neal in two thousand and two. He made seventy percent of his shots. No threes attempted. Not sustainable, correct. Well, one, not, I don't know if it's sustainable, but two, what does that say about the Lakers' defense that they did trash. this to a 6'5 guard who did in, in the 2020 NBA? Utter, 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 utter trash, bro. Their, their, their defensive performance was garbage. And the Miami Heat, like if, if I told you, Logan Murdoch, that these two teams were going to play and the Miami Heat were going to bully the Los Angeles Lakers in the paint for paint buckets. Like you would tell me there's not really a chance that the Lakers win, right? We're going to go wash from the three-point line and the Lakers are going to get bullied interior by the Miami Heat. Like you tell me it either couldn't happen or you'd be like, yeah, the Lakers got to lose that game, right? And that's what happened. They got bullied. The thing is though, man, I just feel in my heart of hearts and we saw this in the pre and we talked about this in the pre-show. If LeBron just cares even a little bit more, if he's a little bit more engaged, they win this game. So I think that's how much better the Lakers are than the Heat. Engaged in what in what all right, explain it to me. Break it down a little bit for me. Engaged in regards to his defensive performance, his just careless turnovers, man. His energy, I would say energy level and just and and cut down the turnovers, man. And 
get me 35 points instead of 25 points. If he gets 35 points, they win the game. So there we are. All right, here, let me ask you this question, right? Now, this is going to okay. be blasphemous. I am, a, I am a huge LeBron believer and a fan. I, in the half court, right, LeBron this year, or at least in the bubble since I've really been tuned in, um, hasn't seemed to really have a steady offensive game in the half court. He's, cer- he's setting the table, mm. like, and he gets to the rim from here, here to there, but it, you give LeBron the ball and say, get a bucket, I'll pick a lot of other people right now in the half court to get me a bucket. Whoa. Are I'm you just, serious? I'm just saying, dog. With like, the game you, on the line, you're not giving the ball to LeBron James as if you're the, the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. That's not what I said. It's not what I said. I'm saying... Game on the line, last last second, that's a different conversation. I'm saying when I see LeBron in a half court and I watch the Heat switch, like with with like whoever tells you they weren't switching tonight is 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 lying because they were switching. And then they were switching back in the middle of a possession with LeBron with the live ball. And LeBron and LeBron wasn't attacking that. Like he wasn't able, he's not shooting a jump shot. Have you when's the last time you saw LeBron shoot a jump shot like confidently? Like he was like, I got this shit. Bop. No. When's the last time you saw that? Tonight. <laughs> he hit a three how, tonight. You see the many, three he hit tonight? How many threes did he hit? Like, my, my damn, one three? Man, I take my 11-year-old out there right now. He'd cash a three for you if you give him a wide-open <laughs> look. But my point is, like, I need I need LeBron to be aggressive in the half court. When he gets it on the break, he's a freight train. Yeah. But, but like, in the half court, I need him to be aggressive. I'm not saying he can't. I'm saying he hasn't shown it. I, need, I want you to be aggressive, dog. Like, do what Jimmy Butler did to some degree. Not, it's not going to look the same, but... The same mentality. I think LeBron has been in, I, and also, you know, it's a very nuanced thing, man. Like he's one of the people like Paul George that has been affected by this bubble that he's talked about. He's always talked about that. We don't know that, but I have seen him engaged in this postseason. When he's engaged, but still the best player on the planet, man. Like absolutely. And I just felt like in a, in a game three that we could have just seen. You know what I mean? We could have seen a little bit more out of him just to shut this series down. Like that, this when you when you have Bam out of bow on Goran Dragic, you got to smell blood and get it and get and get this game out the way. You have to get the game, and that's why what Scott Foster did was so egregious, bro. You might be a writer. You know, that's I think why you might be a so writer. Egregious, bro. Why? Because you know, when we write something, we try to we we set the scene, and then we right towards the end of the show, we just bring it right back. God, is what you did, staff yes. writer Raja Bell here. Boom. Uh, <laughs> so who would you take? So who would you take? I got a list for you here. Yeah, who you would take over LeBron? Yes or no? All right. And and what what's the scenario? Like what what you just said? Like I would just I would give the ball to somebody else, right? All right, bet that. Go ahead. ahead, All right, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, you would give the ball to Kawhi Leonard over LeBron in twenty twenty in a half court. Like all right, purely half half court in a a one on one half court defense is set. I need you to get me a bucket. You're not passing it. You're getting the bucket. Okay. Yes. Kawhi Leonard. Yes. Kevin Durant. Absolutely. James Harden. Yes. Dame Lillard. Yes. Steph Curry. No. Clay Thompson. No. Steve Nash. No. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Kobe, yeah. <laughs> what you okay. talking about? Yeah. Okay. Dwayne Wade. Mm, that's a really, that's a good one. We're talking. We're being a little unfair because, like, LeBron isn't vintage. You're, LeBron isn't okay. vintage, and you're okay, asking me right, to compare him to that, vintage. Right, if you want to do that, bet. Okay, if you yes. don't want to do that, Giannis. No, no. Luca. Yeah. 
You would give the ball to Luca over yeah, I Brown. Would. I would. Chris Paul, right now. No. No. I'm going to just test you right now. Russell Westbrook. No, man. I'm not. <laughs> listen, man. I'm not biased here. I'm simply. And again, I want to qualify with the exercise was not based on like last 10 seconds of a game. We need a basket. Who are you giving the ball it to? It still sounds blasphemous, bro. I know what it sounds like. And I said that. Like, I prefaced it with that. But what you're talking about a bunch of guys that can create not only going to the basket, but they all have legitimate, like, mid-post type of mid-range games, and they all can shoot. So, like, if you were to back up or or they were going to, like, wall you off, you could So, on this team right here, on this team right here, would you tell Anthony Davis to get the ball before LeBron in a half-court setting to get a bucket? If there, he has a live dribble, like I can mm-hmm. get it to him, like either around the elbow or or yeah, yeah, yeah live dribble eighteen or the feet, wing, eight, on eighteen the wing. feet from the basket on the wing with the live dribble. If somebody gives yeah. him a catch. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. Damn, that's going for, to Lakers roster for a bucket. Not 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 for not to create a play. Like LeBron is my pr- creator. I'm talking. Yeah, about, but you're I talking about him. I don't. I don't. I don't think you're. I, no, I'm not gonna do that, bro. Like okay. you're talking about LeBron, like he's a like he's barely an all star, bro. No, dog, you just named the the people you named were like the five best players in the NBA, bro. You said you wouldn't even give him the ball on his own team. AD is one of the five best players in the NBA, bro. He would have been, if Scott Foster didn't get involved, he was NBA Finals MVP. <laughs> Do you want to go to the bubble and fight Scott Foster right now? Because I, I, I said, listen, cause if we, I saw we Scott Foster right now, we didn't oh. even like, we, I didn't even bring up Scott. <laughs> Here's a question Would you give the ball to Scott Foster in a half court setting <laughs> over LeBron? <laughs> Well played. You didn't well answer played. the question. Well played. No, you didn't man, answer come on, bro. Look, <laughs> I I am I am uh, merely trying to point out with 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 the take. It could have been hot, but it was fine. I'll, I'll stand by it. I'm merely trying okay. to point out in the half court, LeBron doesn't have the same burst that he used to have, so he's not always getting his shoulders by his defender. And I don't see him really, you know, with a willingness to shoot the jumper. A few years ago, he was shooting it pretty willingly and shooting it at a good clip. It made him really dangerous offensively, like in the half court. But he's not shooting that, and he he doesn't really seem like he really wants to be in in the post at all. And so for those reasons, I, there are other guys with skill sets that I'm going to take to get me a bucket. LeBron is still one of the top guys to to do that. Um, let's look ahead real quick. Mm-hmm. If Bam comes back, can this series go to distance? Yes, it can. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Could you see this being like a seven-game series or something? I, I think probably more six, but it could, dog. Two things. The Heat and their effort, I trust the consistency of it more than the Lakers. The Lakers will fall asleep. They did it tonight. That Miami Heat offense with all of the movement and all of the, 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 the shooters flying off of those high screens with the fake handoffs, and it causes so much confusion um, for the Lakers, and it puts a lot of pressure on that defense. And if they're knocking down shots and they got you spread out with that movement, like it, it could it could be a series. Now, I don't I don't imagine Scott Foster gets involved like he did. Dog, I'm gonna keep it up. Listen, it's a running theme. Like it's not you're not gonna get the same treatment in Game Four. You're not. If you're Can the I Lakers, you're not you, gonna bro? get it. Yeah, Can I be please. Real with you, man? Please. I think the Lakers are gonna beat the brakes off the Heat next game. I think the I think the Lakers are going to be the breaks off the Heat next game. I think LeBron's going to just going to go crazy. He probably heard this right here. He's probably going to be like, "You got me messed up," and he's going to have one of them games. Right. 
Um, Anthony Davis is going to be probably on your side with this Scott Foster argument and be pissed off. We should I think be. the Lakers are going to beat the brakes off of them. And they're probably going to be pissed off because here's another thing, man. These guys, the especially in the Lakers, they want to win, but they also want to get back to their families, man. Like, this just gave, like, a two-day, an extra two days where they can't go back to the crib. They, I think they are going to beat the brakes off of the Heat in the next game, whether Bam plays or Well, not. I'll tell you what. Le- LeBron and company better stop, like, begging for calls and – Throwing their hands up in the air like somebody did them wrong, and and handle your business because if I mean, you come LeBron's out, been here if, before. If you, I know that I trust LeBron. I I, I, trust I, LeBron I tend too. to agree with you. I tend to agree with you. But if they come out and punch the Heat in the mouth, which which you and I both think they will, and the Heat take that punch and get up off the canvas, and they're, you're sitting there looking at a six point game around halftime, game is on, sir. Game is on, sir. Okay, let's get to real one of the week, man. Who's your real one of the week? <laughs> My real one of the week. Let's see. I was going to go Scott Foster just because I think he might have had a bet in on like that finals MVP. Bro, were you listening to hit him up during this time, man? Like, has you really been going ham on Scott Foster, bro? I know. Um, but I'm not going to go Scott Foster. You know who I'm going to go with? Who are you going to go with? Golden Tate. <laughs> Golden Tate from the New York from the New York Giants. The him New York and Jalen Ramsey. Giants. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey, you know the backstory, right? Like Jalen Ramsey yeah. dating his sister. Um, you know, it you didn't work messy out. You no, I'm just saying. Night. No, no, no. I don't. I'm not. This is facts. I read it. Like they got in. You know, it didn't work out with the sis. You know, they got two beautiful daughters together apparently. But then there was some beef between the two of them. And mm-hmm. Golden Tate held his sister today. Held his sister down today. Post game, like that's something you just kind of like. He knew he was gonna fight him that night. Yeah, he just knew. Like he already knew going into it. They knew that it was all right. They had a real one. Okay. All right, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Jimmy Butler, man. Been a real one this whole postseason. Probably been a real one his whole life. I'm I'm going with Jimmy. He balled out tonight. Shout out Jimmy. Also, special um, honorable mention because we do not have uh, our WNBA correspondent on here. We do not. Uh, I want to go with Sue Bird. Sue oh, Bird. Sue. Sue Bird has been balling. In the WNBA Finals. Storm in three. Storm probably going to wrap this up on Tuesday night. And the big reason has been Sue Bird. She's a beast. She's a real one of the greatest point guards of all time, man or woman. Yeah, she's a boss. Shout out. Also, shout out Doc Rivers back in the game. Yes, sir. You know? Yeah, that's a good hire, good hire bro. Good hire. Yeah. Sue Bird, year 17, on a quest to get title number four. Does that remind you of somebody? Mm. 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 Shout out mm. Sue Bird, man. Shout out to WNBA. Um, also, now that now this Doc Rivers got a got a job right now, what does that what does that do for your guy, Mike D'Antoni there, young guy, young fella? What's going on there? Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I might got the rug pulled out from under him on that one. A little mm. a little <laughs> a little mm. slight like hand there with, with Mike Rivers? D'Antoni. Do you like that hire? I like that. I I think he fits better with them than Mike did. Really? Because they would have, to, I mean, they would have, they would have to trade one of those guys if Mike get if Mike D'Antoni gets a job, right? Either Embiid or Ben Simmons, right? Yeah, I think you you would have to tinker with that with the makeup of that because you know what Mike wants to do. I think I think Doc's got more of a Doc can play more of a um, uh, prototypical style, if you will. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like more traditional. I'm, Mike's just going to want to do it the way he wants to do it. Can Can the Sixers win with Ben and Joel Embiid? Can they win a title? I don't know, dog. Yes, 
I mean, they're so gifted. Both of them are so good. I don't think they're natural fits for each other, but I, if you got the chemistry Every year, right, I think they're going to get 60 wins, and every year they get, like, barely 50. I know, right? It's the most frustrating thing. I think you really got to be good around the edges with them, Logan. Like, you have to... You, you can't... It's got to be perfect around them, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, this has been a, a live edition of the Real Ones podcast on the Ringer NBA show feed. Shout out all our producers, man. Shout out Jelmy. Shout out... Shout out Sean. Shout out TD, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out Sasha. Shout out to the real ones out there. Check us out on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Um, we will be back. Shout out Pat. Apology. Shout out Pat, man. Shout out to all the. Shout out to uh, Ronick. Shout out to all of our guys out here, man. Shots. Shout out. Shout out. But check us out, man. This was a. We will see you guys next Monday. This was a special edition on Sunday. We will see you guys next Monday. Man, peace, man. See y'all next time.